0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, who deserves the right to hold the title of BYU Sports Nation's public enemy number one? It's about to get
1: real in Studio B. New basketball assistant coach Heath Troyer joins us in studio. What are his biggest agenda items as the new guy?
0: Plus, BYU golf gets off to a red-hot start at regionals, the elders of defense in New England, and game day for BYU baseball. Let's
2: go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV
3: and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU
0: Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, May 16th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Cosmo's part-time publicist,
1: Jerem Jordan. Yeah, we had Cosmo in the house yesterday, as well as uh, Ty De- Detner, I think is how you say it. He won the Heisman. He won the Heisman, which is super cool, right? Um, as well as uh, Jeff Jenkins. We shot a commercial, a couple of commercials. We shot three yesterday. So we're excited for those to come out in the next several months. Uh, and <laughs> the root of some of those commercials is just me impersonating Ty and Jeff. <laughs> so I apologized to them and said, I am sorry because I've done this nonsensical Impersonation of the both of you. Now we're sitting here shooting a commercial for a few hours.
0: Yeah, a commercial was born because of those, as you put it, nonsensical impersonations. Yeah.
1: So my B, Ty and Jeff. Sorry, <laughs> Cosmo is here. So Got to throw great. Cosmo into the mix. right? Cosmo's great. Cosmo's great. He I face. Yeah. I FaceTime with my three-year-old because she loves Cosmo, and he was so cool about it. Yeah, my kid was like. Whoa! The, the, I'm the number one dad in my house right
0: now. Yeah, all oh, the love is real, right? <laughs> all around. When you I get came Cosmo in number one in the power time, rankings again. Yeah pretty, yeah, pretty impressive. Pretty awesome. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU baseball plays its final home game tonight, 8 Eastern, on U- or against Utah Valley, I should say, on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. BYU won the first two games in this series by a combined score of 31-7. to 7. Whoa! Also, Brock Hale, the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after a nine-RBI, two-home-run week for the Cougs.
1: Andy Hart of Patriots Football Weekly projects both Kyle Van Noy and Harvey Longy will make the 53-man roster for the Pats. Van Noy, not a surprise, but Longy, maybe a little bit, right? He has five linebackers making the roster, two of which are those BYU Cougars.
0: The elders of defense have shifted from Detroit to New England.
1: Is that the best nickname we can come up with? Maybe. We'll have... We'll have to brainstorm again one day.
0: Yeah, that one's pretty
1: good. Let's let Harvey make the 53, and then we'll attack them.
0: Fair enough. McKenna Bull of BYU Softball, the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. Again, to be specific, the ninth time this season. <sighs> yes, my thoughts exactly. <laughs> Three complete games, 30 strikeouts, and a .65 earned run average last Woo! week in four starts. The Cougars... On to the next big one against Mississippi State in the NCAA tournament Thursday in
1: Salt Lake City. And the 45th-ranked men's golf team was in third place after day one of three at the Stanford Regional in the NCAA tournament. C.J. Lee and Patrick Fishburne, both three under, nicely done, tied for third. BYU tees off in round two at 1245 Eastern time. So we will give you an update in the Cougar Whip around. Uh, if BYU completes those holes of what's going on, and throughout the day, frankly, on uh, BYU Sports Nation's Twitter account.
0: They're playing in the Stanford Regional. It is Stanford's home course, so understandably the Cardinal, already an amazing golf program, are going to dominate on that course. But who can finish second and third? I feel like the real race is for that, and BYU right there after day one.
1: Top five advance to the NCAA championships, day one in the books, 13 teams there. BYU played about as well as they can play on day one. That's great.
0: Yeah, fantastic start for BYU Golf. We send them our BYU Sports Nation karma. Okay, rise and shout. Time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we.
2: It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: Public Enemy Number One. Sports thrive in opposition. There must needs be, Spencer. In all things, Jerem. The thrill of victory. The agony of defeat. The hero and the villain, depending on which team you root for. Good and bad, highs and lows, red and blue. Thanks to the NBA playoffs, the name Zaza Pachulia makes fans of San Antonio and haters of the Golden State Warriors collective blood boil. He's being accused of dirty antics, most recently subtly sliding his foot underneath superstar hoopster Kawhi Leonard's foot during a jump shot, which Leonard landed on, and he hurt his ankle. Spurs head coach Greg Popovich went on a rant for the ages, and Zaza Pachulia is officially the Spurs' public enemy number one.
1: It wouldn't have changed the series, but that's cute. we <laughs> were still going to win in
0: four, probably, maybe five. Pro- probably, yeah, four or five. Okay, That's a totally fair assessment, but... Anytime we can discuss Zaza Pachulia.
1: We've we've said either Tebow or Pachulia, and we've chosen Pachulia. So Yes, here we
0: are. yes. We've had the discussion on BYU Sports Nation before, but times and circumstances obviously change. It's been a while, so why not do it again, BYU Sports Nation? Roll out the Twitter question. Who
1: is public enemy number one among BYU fans? Who or what is it? We've had some really good responses today. At uh, JJ underscore Crow 3, use the hashtag BYUSN. Utah coaches. Chris Kowiak, Witt, even Urban Meyer is still on my blacklist. Wow. <laughs> Isn't
0: that amazing? Urban Meyer hasn't coached at Utah in more than a decade.
1: and He didn't, didn't even coach that many games against BYU, but was But successful. because
0: he phrased BYU as the team down south, yeah. he put his name in the forever blacklist, at least for J.J. Crow,
1: right? Yeah. So use hashtag BYUSNWAN. There, there are lots of things or people or what team, whatever. We've had some fun with this over the years, right? I I'll go with the the most recent one to me is is what seven months old? I'll go Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big Twelve. <laughs> After that dog and pony show or whatever the phrase is, that what is it? Yeah, dog and pony show. That that was redonkulous, and BYU fans were really upset at how that played out. One, the result, no one invited, no one invited, let alone BYU. And two, the way it happened. No one moved the needed Blah blah blah. It that. was
0: a money grab.
1: It was ridiculous, and so I'll, I'll go with the commish Bob Bowlesby, for public enemy number one. W- would BYU come running if they invited BYU? You know, <laughs> BYU to the picture? Tw- Maybe, but but I think for now I I'd put uh, brother Bowlesby in that group. Yeah.
0: What emotions <laughs> do you feel when Jerem says the name Bob Bowlesby?
1: I feel annoyance. Exactly. That's what I feel like, immediately.
0: Really, right. dude.
1: It, it, and it's him representing the Big 12 as a committee. You know, whatever. You know, there it is.
0: It was a money grab. The Big 12 made a play to get a bunch of more money from TV networks, and it worked. And they didn't have to invite anybody.
1: That's kind of good business, let's be honest. Like, it's annoying to the party. Well, through 2024
0: until the Big 12 is dissolved, right?
1: Yeah. Then, then what? <laughs> exactly. Then where does Texas Tech hang out?
0: Then there no more. Where does Iowa State go and the thriving metropolis of Ames,
1: Iowa? They got a lot of corn, man. Don't <laughs> underestimate the, the children of the corn. I, I Listen, I 100% agree with you. Bob Bowlesby
0: is an easy target for public enemy number one for BYU. And for several fan bases, specifically those of the schools that wanted to get into the Big 12 and spent a ton of money putting together these presentations and all of this stuff to try and get the Big 12's attention. Like, that is, that is a really good answer. For me, it's hard to argue against Larry Krzykowiak, the head basketball coach at Utah. And honestly... Still sour? I, I was not sour until he decided that his own personal opinion was bigger than an entire rivalry. He upset Utah fans yeah. and BYU fans. It, Keith Van
1: Horn weighed in on that, right? And, and BYU fans are still joking about safety. Like, we shot the commercial that the safety joke happened with a Utah fan on the set. I was like, we're still doing that.
0: Okay. Hashtag safety first is still okay. a thing because of <laughs> Coach Larry K. Or Coach Larry 80K, which apparently yeah. has not been paid in full.
1: That's not a lot of dough. No, for, but it, that factors
0: into this conversation, right. right? His own personal feelings got in the way of something much bigger than him, and yeah. that is a long-lasting rivalry. Again, fans on both sides of the conversation were upset, and they should be.
1: Yeah, the, the two things that have stopped the BYU-Utah series, World War One, right? Yes. And Larry Krzykowiak, <laughs> like – what? <laughs> That's nuts. That's nuts. There are others. I mean, others came to mind like Randy Bennett and what St. Mary's did to BYU last year.
0: Matthew DeLaVadova.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, that was You want to
0: know the reason for St. Mary's face? All of those reasons, man. Yeah. Okay? There's a lot of pain I, and like, anger coming out in that moment.
1: Like, if we had some extra cash, I would, I, would, I would get some tailored suits for Randy Bennett. Like, he's a tremendous coach. They're just too big. It's just too big. It's too big. Hey, Randy, go to Express, man. They'll hook you up. What is it? Slim photographer. Slim photographer. Fantastic.
0: They'll help you out so you don't have to wear a size 46 regular jacket.
1: You can return your uncle's jacket at from some the, point from if you'd the like. big and
0: tall store, right?
1: He's, he's a tremendous coach, let's be honest. Uh, like, do I do I disagree with people dislike him because they're so successful. See, that's part of the deal, too. Do you really dislike or hate or have malice for someone who's terrible at what they do? Hardly ever. You feel pity for them. Yeah. Or you just don't care. They're irrelevant. You it's the people that are good at things. Yet there's a guy like Mark Few. He's not on this list. He's too likable. He's too nice. He's too respectful. He loves
0: Dave Rose and Dave Rose loves him. Also, yeah. BYU's won at Gonzaga three years in a right. row.
1: It's it's things with like it's things with like Randy Bennett where he barely shakes Mark View's hand, doesn't say anything in the championship game, walks off where I'm like, Don't be a tool. Like, talk to him. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. St. Mary's
0: collectively, there are a lot of parts that play into that. Brad Waldo factors into that. The whole Eric Mika uh getting Choked or punched in the face situation. Well,
1: okay. Eric Mika did the choke. The signal choke. To yes, St. Mary's. Yes. It, it all factors in.
0: Vedova, Yeah. Like there, there is a lot there <laughs> with Saint Mary's.
1: But, but it has everything to do with the fact that BYU thinks it's better than Saint Mary's and is frustrated with the results. That's what it boils down to, right? <laughs> Which th- that's a good rivalry. That is that those are the makings of a good rivalry.
0: We've seen so many fantastic responses including the disrespecting media. Whoever says something mean about BYU, public enemy number 1.
1: <laughs> referees <laughs> in general, referees. Referees in general. They're all out to get BYU. If yeah, and the games BYU loses the game BYU wins, you don't you don't remember that. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Who is public enemy number 1 among BYU fans? That is our Twitter question today. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's get to some more of your responses.
3: It's wintertime.
0: At Mormon underscore madness one, Utah all the time,
1: Gonzaga
0: during conference play. See,
1: why the Zags? I don't feel it with the Zags. Oh, St. Mary's. I really don't. I'm like, look, yeah, we'll pay some rent to you, the landlords, until at some point we decide we're going to buy this. uh, I feel like BYU's
0: had more success against Gonzaga than against St. Mary's.
1: It feels that way, doesn't it? Yes. Well, well, on the road, yeah. BYU's won once in Moraga the last and six years. Times right? and three times in Spokane. Yeah, and road games, absolutely. In the in the tourney, BYU's only played St. Mary's once, and it was last year.
0: Didn't go well. At thoughts to sports, Chris Hill, ooh, the athletic director at the University of Utah. He epitomizes everything BYU hates about Utah.
1: Wow, you said it. Jeez. <laughs>
0: Strong words okay. at thoughts to sports. Rivalries are a real thing. Okay.
1: Listen, rivalries make it fun. I love the rivalry with Utah. Opposition
0: in all things.
1: I hate losing six football games in a row, but I love the rivalry.
0: Coming up, Lauren Franklin goes between the lines with BYU women's tennis. But first, new BYU assistant basketball coach Heath Schroyer. His swag in Studio B. He's back, people! This is BYU Sports Nation. What's trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. ...is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time, the final home game for the bat against Utah Valley coming up uh, at 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps, the Cougars. Won the first two games this year by a combined score of thirty-one to seven. So, if you like a lot of runs, that's a likely outcome uh, tonight, given the way BYU's been playing.
0: Yes, one of those was a twenty-three to four win. That's just
1: mean, the Wolverines. There's there's no mercy rule in baseball. How
0: many teams have scored twenty-three runs in two games in the same month in baseball? BYU's done that. That is out of control. Play a
1: tougher schedule? Question mark.
0: Who is public (laughs) enemy number one among BYU fans? At TX Colonel says the BCS. Power five, power 5 Monopoly system. Expand playoffs to eight. Each Power 5 champion, one or two non-P5s, and an at-large more fairness like men's basketball.
1: Yeah, it's a little different, right? There's a third of the amount of teams in college football versus college basketball. But that makes March Madness fun, right?
0: Okay, TX Colonel's going to get his wish, but you know why? Because there's a lot of money to be made. It's going to happen at some point. Joining us now in Studio B, we have said his name quite a few times over the past few days. He's like a celebrity in Provo, and now he's making his debut on BYU Sports Nation. Heath Schroyer, the newest basketball assistant coach, welcome to Studio B.
2: It's great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: What have you done uh, since you've been back? Like, have you gone to any of your favorite Utah restaurants? Did any close the last <laughs> sixteen
2: years? You're like, what happened to that one? You know what? Just going, just going around the town. I mean, it's it's amazing how much it's grown. The downtown area. I mean, I didn't even recognize it. Um, so yesterday was my first day, so got in and was able to meet some of the guys and, you know, just try to get your office a little bit in order, do some paperwork, kind of, you know, I got to figure out where we're going to live, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but it's been great. It's been, it's, it's, it's great being back.
1: So you're figuring out all the logistics this week, yet you're trying to kind of dive into the basketball Because I, I imagine you're anxious to kind of get going with that, too. Well, yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, my wife has been online and she's like, hey, check this place out, this place out, which is great. But I just want to get in start coaching and get on the floor and get after it. And um, so it's been great. But the guys that I've met are, are just fabulous. And I was able to start watching a little film. I'm going to do some more of that this week, just trying to uh, get my bearings and if you will. So it's, it's been fun. Day one on the job,
0: already going to work for BYU basketball. He Schroyer is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What do you think of the facility upgrades? Because I'm sure you got your first good look at the oh, newly wow. renovated Marriott Center and then the annex as well.
2: I mean, it's 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 really really nice. Um, it's probably one of the nicest in the country. I mean, I, just the all the places I've been, it's it's. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Um, I think that they've done a great job. The, all the amenities are outstanding, and in, you know, in today's world, and, and especially in recruiting, you have to have those things. And for BYU to step up like they like they've done with this, I mean, it's uh, it's a it's a great sign for the commitment that they've made to basketball. So it's awesome.
1: Did you get Terry's office?
2: Um, I don't know which one I had. I don't I have are no you, idea.
1: Are you? Uh, do you have an outside window?
2: Um, I don't. The one. No,
0: well, no Maybe no. they mixed it up. Then uh, they, they, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I, uh, if
1: I were you, I'd uh, renegotiate it. <laughs> that off. That was the best one, man. I don't know. Um, th- this is a return for you. You were an mm-hmm. assistant coach, ninety-seven yep. to one. So, w- w- what's it like to return to a school? That's a unique and coaching
2: it's really it is unique it's it's kind of come full circle for me um you know coach rose and i've been friends for 20 years and we came in together with coach Cleveland in 97 and um you know and i left and uh went all over the place it seems like and you know what coach rose has done here is just fabulous i mean I, i always say coach cleveland laid an unbelievable foundation for this program people forget you know when we were when i first got here they won one game which is nuts. It's, Why do you sign up it, for it? It's it's unbelievable. So <laughs> so what you know, the the vision that coach had um and, and laying the groundwork and, and now seeing what, you know, Coach Rose has done and just taking it to this level, it, it it's great. It was been great to see. It's been great to understand. I've had a small part in that in the beginning. Um so to come back and um you know, be with Coach Rose again and it, it was just something that just felt right. Um I think it was the right time for me, right time for my family, and uh it was it's 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 been great. I've been excited ever since it all started to materialize.
0: What a contrast between what you were dealing with in 1997 yeah. when you came in with Coach Cleve and now BYU coming off admittedly in the coaches' minds a little bit of a disappointing season but still won 22 uh, games.
2: You know, I think that's that's a great sign, um, you know, because that's the one thing Coach Rose talked about. He's like, you know, we, we want to be able to you know, to make a run, make one more run in the tournament here in the next couple years and 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 I had to remind him, I said, "Coach, now remember i said you 've averaged twenty five wins over twelve years. I said there might be five or six programs in a country that can say that, so what you i mean what he 's done here is just short of phenomenal and uh, so i 'm anxious i 'm glad to be back just to be a part of it um, and uh, you know again just for for me, for my family um, this you know this just felt right, and uh, there were other opportunities, but th- again, this one just felt right and um, you know, I wanted to be back with someone I really knew and who, and more importantly, kind of really knew me and, uh, and I was familiar with. And uh, so I'm excited.
1: Steve Cleveland was on the show earlier this week and talked about kind of mentioning to you, hey, if there yeah. was an opening, I think this would be good for you. Yeah. What, what was that conversation like? And <laughs> what did you think of that?
2: Um, well, Coach Cleve came out to North Carolina and he wanted to watch the Carolina Notre Dame game. So we obviously spent some time together, and we've been really close for forever. I mean, I've worked for him for three three different places. So, um, you know, we were in a car, and, you know, we were just, he's like, you know, I don't know if anything would ever happen, but if if there was something, you need to think about going back to BYU and get back to your roots and get back out west. And I'm like, Coach, I'm in the ACC. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, and he's like, ah, I'm just telling you, you know, it's just something just just, you know, you need to think about. And so, you know, I didn't think anything about it and um and then you know when things started to materialize and um you know and, and dave called me and we had a conversation and then we had a couple really in-depth conversations and um and then i remember talking to coach cleveland back then and you know and he called and reminded me of that conversation and uh and it all worked out Heath schroyer with us on byu
0: sports nation as you look at the team that you inherit there were some concerns on defense and it's well, known, especially because we put it out there, that the defense that you specialize in in 2001 was the last time BYU had a top 25 defense in the NCAA. What was it that you did that was so successful in 2001 that you can bring back and help BYU with this year?
2: Well, I, I just I don't think there's any magic potion. I just think that, um, you know, I've always been a very detail oriented person, and I think defensively, you know, you just have to be very detail oriented. You have to understand how to take opponents' strengths away. Um, try to make them play to their weaknesses, try to take some of their practice time, if you will. The game has changed, though. You know, from 2001 to 2017, the game has changed. You yeah. know, the, the three-point line is very prominent. Um, I've taken more of an analytical approach to the game now in the last four or five years than I did, obviously, in 2001. Um, but, you know, the, the the meat and potatoes, if you will, are still the same. You know, you've got to be able to guard your man. You've got to understand what you want to do on ball screens. You have to have five guys playing together all the time. But I think the most important thing with any team, especially defensively, is you have to have confidence defensively. You know, you have to have a little swagger to you. You have to have a little chip on your shoulder to play that. Um, Just, you know, everyone talks about that offensively, but I think you have to have that defensively, too. You know, you have to be able to go into other people's uh, gyms and say, you know what, they're not gonna score. You know, we're we're you know, I used to call I mean I called these things kills, but like can you get three stops in a row six or seven times in a game? Nice. Yeah. You know, so if, if you if statistically, if you can do that, if you can get three stops in a row six to seven times a game, it's really hard to lose. Huh. You know, so those are just some things that, that you know I've always tried to keep track of and you know, and when I was at U T Martin, our first year we were primarily man to man. The second year, my team changed a little bit. We kind of went to a matchup zone and we won there with that. So, you know, I think you have to look at your team. You have to figure out, you know, every team's a little bit different. Every team has a little bit different personality. Some teams can guard this a little bit different. Um, and so you just try it in the offseason to, to see what you can do. What, what are your strengths? Try to play to your strengths. Um, you know, really take a look at the league. How, do, how can we win the league? You know, I think that that's a a big thing that I've talked to Coach about and he's been very transparent with me about is how how do we best position ourselves to win the WCC? Um, And then, you know, from there, then everything else takes care of itself with all the goals that everyone has. But, um, you know, you just have you're detail oriented and you understand, you know, what what your team can do really well. And there's different ways to skin the cat. Um, But I'm excited to just dive in and, uh, and help coach in any way we can.
1: Are you going to coach the defense? Is that the
2: I, you know, I have no idea. You know, I think that, um, you know, and Coach Cleveland and I talked about this, and I even talked to, to, to Coach Rose about it, is that, you know, back in 01 and those things, I mean, that's really all that I did. And, you know, after, I mean, I've had three different, head coaching job so I've been able to you know I, you know just being able to coach different sides of the ball and understand the everything that goes into You've it been but around the block been around a little bit so I, I come back with a different set of eyes and a different perspective probably um, you know I still have the same passion and fire for the game but um, you know just being able to come back with a different set of eyes and, and, and coach has been very transparent and said listen I just want you to come back and you know, I just want to get this thing to run as efficient as possible. So I don't know. You know, we haven't really discussed exactly what you know he wants me to do or not do, and and I'll be willing to help any way I can.
1: Will you be yelling uh, with the same intensity? Yeah.
2: Will you be before? the loudest guy in the arena? I'm not as fast as I used to be, but I can still yell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was reading some article from '01 where Jeff called the Deseret News said you had this shrill voice. Uh, said, What's the story there? I don't, I
2: don't know. You know we. Um, <laughs> It's just, you know, when you do all, a lot of the scouting and things like that, you know, you're able to see things um, and you're able to see things develop. And I've always been able, I don't know why or how, but I've always been able to kind of see certain things develop and been able to communicate those things quickly onto the floor. Well, you're not able to communicate those things on the floor if you don't have a voice. And I've been blessed to have that, unfortunately <laughs> Fortunately and unfortunately, probably. But um so that's really kind of how it all materialized, you know, being able to see certain things on the floor and and be able to sw- you know switch coverages and things like that on the fly. Those are things that um, that I've always been been able to do and uh, enjoyed on.
1: And instead of Cameron Indoor, uh, you got the Kennel now. And I think yeah. at Santa Clara, at San Francisco, you will be heard. A little <laughs> bit. It's going to be okay. Yeah, it's going to be a little different.
0: Comparing and contrasting uh, the ACC now to what you're going to be coaching against in the mm-hmm. West Coast Conference. What what was the would you say is the best thing that you learned in coaching against the ACC and, and dealing with those teams that you can bring to to help BYU against the WCC?
2: Uh, that's a great question. You know, I think the ACC being in it, um, there, it, there's great players in that league and and there's great coaches in the league. And I think that the thing that all the successful teams had is they had their own brand. Um, you know, you knew what Syracuse was going to do. Yes. You know, you knew if you don't rebound the ball with Carolina, you're getting blown out. You know, Duke, you got to be able to guard penetration. I mean, with Wake Forest, you better understand how to guard the ball screen. At at, at Miami, I mean, so everyone had their niche. And I think that every team, regardless of league, regardless of level, every team has to have an identity. And what is your identity on both sides of the ball? And are you able to, to implement it? each and every game. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to tweak it. doesn't mean Syracuse Zone's not going to adjust a little bit, you know, during a game and bring their wings up higher, wings up lower, things like that. But you really know what you're going to get. And I think that, um, you know, with BYU, obviously, you know, they play and, and they're they're so good offensively. And that's one thing I talked to, to Coach Rose about is that when I was at Wyoming, the thing that I, was so hard for us was – being able to match up to them one through four because they played with Tavanari and they were so positionless basketball. Um, You know, so what is our brand going to be? You know, that's the biggest thing that I've talked to Coach about is that how do you win the league? You know, this is my opinion. What, What do we need to do to try to win the WCC? And then how can we implement that with our personnel? Does that match? Mm. Um, and then what is our brand? What is our identity? And and that can change a little bit every year. You know, Duke might do some different things every year, but you know you better guard the dribble. Um, and their foreman, you know, Jason Tatum, whoever it is, is going to be able to put the ball on the floor. So can your foreman be able to do that? You know, so <laughs> it just, it, it, you know, being in that league, in any league, you know, the, the best teams in the league have an identity. Um, they know who they are. They know what they are. And that just, you know, you, you, you do that every day in practice and you just get better and better and better. And that doesn't mean you don't tweak some things and do a little something different on personnel, but, um, the meat and potatoes of, of your identity is your identity.
1: Have you met, uh, Eric Mika yet? I imagine you've been in Chicago, but maybe a little before. I
2: did. I met him, uh, yesterday. We actually talked for a little bit yesterday and, uh, you know, just a great kid, you know, um, so, you know, I don't know what he's going to do, and, and we're obviously very supportive of whatever he decides. But, um, you know, the little bit of film I watched, um, you know, I would love to, to be able to work with him because I think he's got uh, some great tools. And, uh, but he's a fabulous young man. So I'm, I, I wish him the best, whatever he decides. And, um, you know, but uh, he's got a bright future no matter what he does.
0: In terms of personnel, what kind mm-hmm. of a club are you dealing with in your coach's mind?
2: Um, it's hard to say because, you know, I haven't been able to really dive into as much film and and those things and be on the floor with them. But um, the one thing that uh, the little bit I have seen is that um, we're, we're a skilled basketball team, you know, and I think that the basketball team in itself really likes each other. And you can see that on the floor. I think there's a camaraderie among the guys. Um, that's exciting because that's hard that it's hard you know no matter what level you're at to get guys to play with each other and for each other um, and then I think that you know the other thing people have to remember is a lot of these guys were were really young last year coming off missions and they were young so I think they'll be better just being older and then um, you know I think coach Rose has really taken an approach this off season of you know I want to be better you know and and I kind of, you know, kind of stuck him a little bit. I go, well, you, you know, you've averaged twenty five wins a year for twelve years. How much better do you want to get, <laughs> um, you know? But, uh, but, and that's what I loved about, you know, him when I worked with him. Um, and that's what I still love about him is that he's just a driven guy um, of trying to to maximize everything he can. And uh, and that's one thing he told me. He's like Heath, you know, when I, when you get here, I just I just want you to be you. You know, and and that's what we need. It's what I want you to do is come here and just be you and dive in and tell me what you think and come in with a different set of eyes. You know, you've been gone and seen a lot of things in the last 16 years. So, you know, just kind of come in and tell me what you think and how can we get better?
0: Fantastic stuff. Head coaching talent in at BYU. And I know a lot of fans feel fortunate to have you back.
2: Thank you. Well, you know what? It's uh, I'm really fortunate to be back. You know, I'm uh, I'm excited. I've always uh, loved the Cougs. I've always followed them for a long time and ever since I've been here and uh, I still bleed blue, so we're all everything's good.
0: Yes, you have spoken music. <laughs> yeah, of the like, collective yeah, ears of BYU sports nation. We have a tradition in Studio B with the, all of our first-time guests to uh, get your autograph on our stretch wide awesome. flag. So if you you wouldn't mind doing that, you got it. We'll uh, hand nice out some. You. Thank you. Good okay. karma to uh, the head coach or the assistant head coach Heath Schroyer, as he begins his tenure.
1: He is back. At
0: BYU basketball. He's back. Yeah, it's official now, right? Yeah, definitely. Now that he's had interview in Studio B. <laughs> now it's official, yeah. It's, I, I don't know what else he said
1: previously, but now it's official.
0: <laughs> Coming up, we'll get to more of your tweets. Who's BYU's public enemy number one? But first, Lauren Frankham goes head-to-head with the women's tennis team. Look at that swagger. Don't break the TV, Lauren. Is
1: doing the clock? What is she doing?
0: Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime Anywhere. Keith Schroyer, the new assistant basketball coach, just made his debut in Studio B and it was a memorable one. Hear what he brings from the Atlantic Coast Conference and dealing with the different brands of ACC basketball and what he wants to do at BYU, where his focus is right now. Day one on the job, he's already breaking down film. This is a good hire for BYU.
1: Love it. A lot of energy and passion. I'm excited. Football Media Day is coming up June 23rd. Get ready for that. Uh, BYU Sports Nation will have a two-hour special starting at noon Eastern. There will be all kinds of programs coming up on June 23rd. It's a Friday for BYU Football Media Day.
0: If you miss anything on the show, a reminder to download the podcast, BYU TV, and BYU Radio apps as well. It's all available on demand. Let's refresh the headlines, shall we? BYU Baseball in its final home game tonight, 8 Eastern. Hosting Utah Valley on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. BYU won the first two games in this series by a combined score of 31-7. to And speaking of scoring runs, Jerem, how about our stat of the day?
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's 8.8 runs per game is third in the NCAA in scoring. That is runs per game.
0: Pretty crazy, right? They're averaging almost nine runs a game.
1: That's amazing. And, And the best part is BYU's combining... Solid pitching to that because baseball, for the most part, is pitching. You can score all the runs you want, but sometimes your bats go cold. And, like, if BOA doesn't bring 20 plus runs to the table Thursday night, they lose. They gave up 19. Like, you need pitching every time, especially in the postseason, which is coming up next week for BOA baseball.
0: Brock Hale, the sophomore, just one part of BYU being third in the NCAA in scoring. He is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after a nine-RBI, two-home-run week for the Cougars. Brock will join BYU Sports Nation tomorrow.
1: Andy Hart of Patriots Football Weekly projects both Kyle Vanoi and Harvey Longue will make the 53-man roster for the Pats. He has five linebackers on the squad, two of which are those BYU Cougars.
0: McKenna Bowl of BYU Softball, the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week for the ninth time this season. The last week she went three complete games, 30 strikeouts, .65 earned run average in four starts. The Cougars dealing with Mississippi State in the NCAA tournament Thursday in Salt Lake City.
1: And the 45th ranked men's golf team was in third place after day one of three at the Stanford Regional in the NCAA tournament. How about that? C.J. Lee and Patrick Fishburne, three under, tied for third individually. BYU tees off in eight minutes at Stanford in round two. The script in front
0: of me now says, there isn't a lot Jerem and I can't do. Based on our previous stellar performances on Between the Lines, including our impersonations of Ty Detmer, Dave Rose, and Jeff Judkins, it's hard to argue against that logic, right? Collective scoff from everyone listening. But the truth is, there is a lot Jerem and I can't do. We've also proven that on the show. But the next question is, can today's feature team in Between the Lines hang with Jerome and Spender? Let's go Between the Lines.
3: BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. We played head-to-head with the women's tennis team. At Jeremy Spencer, they definitely give you a run for your money. The rules are simple. Three words to best describe the teammate on the opposite player's head. Let's see how well these teammates know each other. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. One, two, three. Accent, loves dogs, and... That's, that's two words, but okay. we'll continue.
0: Dogs and chocolate.
3: Nutella. <laughs> <laughs> Outgoing, fiery, a mom. That must be me. <laughs> Loud. Psycho. <laughs> Exams. <laughs> Sam, <yes. laughs> um, roasting. Competitive. Bunnies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Tall. Apple watch. Uh, <laughs> that's hyphenated. Okay, hyphenated. <laughs> and ski. Kate. Yeah. Yes. You got it. <laughs>
0: Australian, quiet,
1: dogs, Alana.
3: (laughs) Amazing, beautiful, tan, who could this be? I guess I'm the one. I think it's Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, quiet voice, tall. Oh, is it Lauren? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Dance. Sing. (laughs) Wow. Is it me? Yeah. (laughs) She pretended like she didn't know for a minute. Oh, it's me. (laughs) Humanities. (laughs) Humanities. Short, <laughs> <Chored>, um, smart. Dummy. Trigger's
1: on
0: three. One, two, three, good!
3: You can tell these guys spent a lot of time together because they were a perfect 10 for 10. Make sure you join us next week when we do Elite versus Street with me versus the women's softball team. I try and ground fielders, catch, and hit off of BYU's pitcher. It's really a treat. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL using the hashtag BYU BTL.
0: Okay, impressive. But which BYU pitcher are you trying to hit off?
3: I know what you're getting at. And Mechanical, the award is named after her, as we've mentioned. Was too scared <laughs> oh, to pitch to me. You
1: just called her out. So, <laughs> He's called out someone with the last name Bull. Everyone Cole. showed
3: up on the team except for McKenna Bull. So, Class? I don't know what it means, but... Hmm. Well, we'll anyway, see how it goes next week. Don't ask how many strikeouts there were. Just know... That I may or may not have hit one. Oh, know
1: that hey! There's video editing involved.
3: I'm not the no. only. One. I'm, I'm the not the only one that uses right? may
1: or may not, Jerem, Did you hear that? Yeah. May or
3: may not. Obviously,
1: there were a bunch of strikeouts. It's a it's, like, it's a bad tease <laughs> if you say may or may not. It's a great
3: tease. I may or may not have gotten a piece of candy on first base.
1: That's good stuff. Thanks, Lauren. That Thanks, means guys. you got it. Between
0: yeah. the lines, bringing it week <laughs> in and week out. Up next, a few of your Twitter responses to our "Who is public enemy number one among BYU fans?" Twitter question have got us thinking. Are BYU fans their own public enemy number one? Discuss next. BYU
1: Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is
0: presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem, are we live? Yeah. Yeah, we're live. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast has weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: And tonight at 8 Eastern time, BYU baseball, the final home game of the season against Utah Valley on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Hear Gary Shidey say phrases like, get that Fanta contract.
0: Yeah, we need to make the Gary Shady bingo card. We really need to do that.
1: Well, there's only one more game, so... <laughs> I'm just saying we can get it ready for next year, right? Oh.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah,
1: we'll do it next year. We've got some time, man. Totally remember it,
0: Who is public enemy number one among BYU fans? That is our Twitter question today. Thank you to the many of you who have responded using the hashtag BYUSN. Great responses. Yes, tens of you.
1: Tens of hundreds of thousands.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At AgroXCraig tweets this in our... Expectations. We address this idea a lot.
1: What are the expectations? Are those fair? Were they reached? Were they, was it over or under or whatever? So that's an interesting one to me. The basketball team, obviously the expectations were too high last year. Or were they, right? Or was it just a disappointing year? Like that's for you to figure out. What goes into that? You know, there's a, that's an interesting idea because. The, the number one ranked team in hype preseason feels like, hey, und- what if we went A lot of teams do this, though. This isn't unique to BYU. I would that love to so get selfish about it.
0: I would love to get the take of BYU fans on which BYU teams just in the last sports year, school year, exceeded expectations. Like what what team do you feel like exceeded your expectations? Some of you might say None. And so in that instance, I would say, yes, your expectations are probably yeah. public enemy number one.
1: It can also be a benefit. Like, that's what goals are. I, I expect to do this. I'm going to go do this. Yet, in a sports realm, it's, it's interesting. Like, in your life, if you set a goal and you don't get it, you could be disappointed, but you might be like, hey, I'm way further than yes. I would have been. Now, you can manage things, okay?
0: So me, you and I could say, well, I've got a goal to be Nance. Okay, and I didn't reach it this year, so I have okay. I have failed. I, I did see I, I said something, and it was so crazy. The, the
1: baseball bat that
0: the baseball bat fell over, fell over in yeah. front of the set. Okay,
1: they need it for the game tonight.
0: It takes a while sometimes, right? Things don't happen overnight, or it doesn't happen at all, or like, it doesn't happen.
1: But, but, I, but you got further than you would have, maybe, right? If you reach, 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 manage expectations. Yeah. So, how disappointed should one be if you don't like? W- <laughs> Last year's uh, expectation wasn't crazy high for Hoops. It was get to the tourney. And they lost in the first round of the NIT. Was it, so then it was just like,
0: get to the tourney for some fans? I think it was get to the tournament and win a game yeah, right. or two. Me. Even
1: worse. Even crazy. worse. Right? Crazy,
0: right? So, yeah.
1: Mine, mine was not sweet 16. I thought that was like the peak of peaks.
0: Of this collective group of players, right? With
1: Eric Mika in the mix after a few years. We did the high and the low for last year's team.
0: Okay, then there's this. At one bald Cairo doc tweets in. Ourselves, no matter what sport, we want perfection. Even if it's a good season that others would envy, we are eager to dismiss it as failure.
1: See the 2008 season as a good reference for that. It's part of the theology of this place as well, going after the best you can be, the word perfection. It's scriptural, all that, right? So, yeah, in sports, the best and worst thing to ever happen to BYU athletics Was the national championship in football? It was the best because BYU won the national championship. It was also the worst because every year BYU thinks, We're going to win the national championship. championship. But that's a great and terrible thing, right? It's fine. Men's volleyball. Was I crazy disappointed BYU lost against Ohio State? No, because I thought that was going to be really hard to win that match. And the guys got to that point, and it was awesome to see that they got back to the title game. Yes, it was a bummer they didn't reach it. Expect This is an interesting conversation. We literally talk all day about this.
0: And we have talked about it for entire shows, multiple times. Yeah. Because it is the constant battle. So I'm glad that more than a Great few point. of you have brought this up.
1: Listen, it wasn't... When we asked this question, I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised at the responses. It wasn't just this guy, this guy. It was these abstract ideas, right? <laughs> Refs, expectations, <laughs> and so on. I, I just think they've been really... Smart answers today. I've appreciated them.
0: The intelligence of BYU Sports Nation has impressed Jerem Jordan today.
1: It does all the time. I'm just pointing it out today.
0: That's impressive. At Brandon Gutierrez tweeted in, most of the time it's other BYU fans. <laughs> also, there's that. The attack of each other. Why do you attack each other? It's always bad
1: apples. It's just part of the deal.
0: Mute. At 86, WI Coog tweets in, This sports season, I think it's the baseball team that has exceeded expectations. We weren't supposed to be leading the West Coast Conference.
1: So Yeah, so far so good. Don't tell that to Mike Littlewood. Yeah, so far so good. If BYU doesn't make an NCAA regional with this group, it's going to be a bummer. This this team's got to get to the regional. And then, and then it will be this great unveiling, lifting of the closed lid that is the regional. And I think this team's talented to... Enough to get there. We're going to find out in the next week and a half if they make the regional. I'm, I'm really excited to watch BYU Baseball.
0: Bravo, South BYU Sports. Stop has
1: been to one super regional. This is a team that can get to another, and we'll know Saturday. Gordon
0: Eakin feels like this is the best
1: team that he has ever collected. I, I think it's the best team ever. I've been following this team since until 05. I 44 think it's the best
0: and team ever. 11 this year. So good. Yeah. At Nelvin Wilson 7 tweets in for today. Public enemy number one is the Portland State Vikings. Hit it.
3: Countdown to the Viking.
0: One hundred two, and for the record, Nelvin Wilson included one hundred two in his tweet. That's but good. I didn't want to give it away before the official yeah. count. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Nicely nice play.
1: Hey, nicely—that's an elite tweet nominee. Like hashtag SC Top Ten, elite tweet. Byusn elite tweet nominee. That's knowing the that's audience. Too many that's receiving characters. The tweets, though. right? Too many characters. <laughs> Thirty-eight characters.
0: At Lyle Stavist says among fans. Zaga or Coach, I'll pay you later K at the U and or Chris Hill as a reasonable facsimile thereof.
1: Wow, there's a lot in that. Any, anything you tell would be the default on this answer, right?
0: At Milton <laughs> underscore rat. Really not liking Ohio State men's volleyball right now.
1: Hey, back-to-back ain't no good, right?
0: Another good tweet. B2B. Coming up, the latest in the Cougar Whip Round, including what's golf doing in... BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guest, Heath Schroyer. If you missed that interview, holy cow, you need to listen to it. Download the podcast. Also, Lauren Frankham went between the lines with BYU Women's Tennis. Are, are they more, do they have more camaraderie and chemistry than Jeremy and I do in Studio B? You no. be
1: the judge. Coming up this week, Brock Hale of the baseball team, WCC Player of the Week. Also, Browns analyst Pete Smith will tell us about Kainakua a little from bit. From Cleveland. And return missionary hoopster Dalton Nixon. Oh, yeah. You remember him? I do. I remember his dad, too. Didn't his dad hit a shot or something? Mm-hmm. Something like that from, like, I Heard don't
0: know. Heard about it. I remember watching Kevin Nixon hit that. Let's whip it! it. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar whip Around
1: Baseball. <laughs> Brigham plays his final home game tonight at 8 Eastern. Against Utah Valley on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. BYU won the first two by a combined score of 31-7. to What? Also, Brock Hale, WCC Player of the Week. Nine RBIs, two homers last week for the Cougars. Football.
0: Andy Hart of Patriots Football Weekly projects both Kyle Van Noy and Harvey Lungi will make the 53-man roster for the New England Patriots. He has five linebackers making the roster, two of which are former BYU Cougars.
1: Softball. Kenneth Bowles, the WCC play, uh, pitcher of the week for the ninth time this season, after three complete games, 30 Ks, and a 0.65 ERA last week. In four stats, Cougars play Miss, Mississippi State in the NCAA tournament Thursday in Salt Lake Golf.
0: McKenna might as well be the player and pitcher of the week. Goodness, yeah, why not? Men's golf, 45th ranked team in the country, in third place after day one of three at the Stanford Regional of the NCAA tournament. C.J. Lee and Patrick Fishburn both shot three under par. The Cougars just teed off in round two.
1: Volleyball. Mickey Yauhianen made the Finnish World League roster. Very nice. Also, Volleyball Magazine just named its All-Americans moments ago. Jake Langlois and Brendan Sander are first-team All-Americans. Price Jarman was on the second team. Soccer. BYU men's
0: soccer number five in this week's PDL Western Conference Power Rankings. Didn't
1: know those existed. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Bregman went two for three in a win for the AAA Nashville Sounds versus the Fresno Grizzlies. Are there any Grizzlies in Fresno? Brendan Lund went two for four with a run in a loss for the Burlington Bees versus the Quad Cities River Bandits. That's a real thing. Yeah. I want a hat.
0: The Quad team. Cities River Bandits. Minor League Baseball hats, like I have a friend that collects yeah. those. Oh, it is nice. a fantastic collection. Hmm. Really cool idea. Today's Rise and shot brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com.
1: Lots of candidates, but I'll go with Patrick Fishburne and C.J. Lee. Both shot three under at the NCAA Regionals for the men's golf team. Day two underway.
0: Is there a more understated player than Kevin Nixon? I remember watching his 177-foot buzzer beater to beat <laughs> UTEP and the great bear Don Haskins. <laughs>
1: thank you Billy Walton (laughs) Sir William Walton
0: who is public enemy number one among BYU fans at Mormon underscore madness one says Utah all the time Gonzaga during conference play that was our first tweet we brought it back Okay, Utah all the time hard to to argue with at History Geek 1776 it's a tie between Utah and player expectations both are annoying and get in the way of a great season
1: we have an hour long show we have to talk about it
0: Really do. Every day. Elite Tweet of the Day from at NickEvans224, Bob Bowlesby. After all the rising shouts we gave him.
1: Oh, that's true. I forgot about that run. That's funny. It
0: was like 30 days in a row. Oh, my God. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes. Google Play and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Matt Redden. BYU Sports Nation back to work at noon Eastern tomorrow. Unbelievable.